It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Who will win the other starting linebacker job opposite of Leighton Van Der Esch? All that and more this episode of Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your Locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day. Locked, 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 Locked On. Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, we are answering the listeners' questions today. Let's get right into it. This first question is from Matt. He wants to know how much playing time is up for grabs for Damone Clark, linebacker Damone Clark, and or Jabril Cox. Are they set to fight for a starting job? I think it's going to be interesting, right? I mean, I, I think we feel obviously pretty confident that Leighton Van Der Esch is going to take a lion's share of, of the snaps at linebacker. You know, the, the the thought process is that we saw so much of Clark last year playing linebacker that we assumed he would come in, and, and he availed himself well, too. It's not like we saw a lot and he, he played poorly. He, he showed the kind of athleticism we expected. You know, he moved really well, um, and, and I think he improved as the season got went on. Um, so I think we've all kind of penciled him in as as uh, as a starter, and, and, and I think which is par- partially why we uh, – you know, weren't necessarily huge on on getting uh, a linebacker early in, in this draft, but the Cowboys did get a linebacker in the third round. Um, and from everything that we've heard, they're big fans of him. So uh, I think that we have to like at least introduce the possibility that that you know Overshawn is going to get an opportunity to take some of these snaps uh, uh, when Clark is off the field, uh, and that it may actually be closer to a true competition or or mm-hmm. at least. Uh, a situation where they have packages where Overshawn is going to play and Clark won't be on the field, uh, and 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 that they the playing time, the snap time, maybe not a direct competition for the Will linebacker spot, but but maybe it's more of a rotation with Overshawn coming on the field, uh, you know, for some extra snaps or for some special packages that they have planned for him. All right, there's a lot to unpack here. Let's let's start with this. You mentioned Leighton Van Der Esch. He's going to be the clear-cut starter. I, I've got to imagine that he's going to play probably close to 100% of the snaps. As long yeah. as he's healthy, he's going to be on the field. So in an ideal world, what is the type of linebacker that you would like to pair with Van Drish? Is it somebody who is better at taking on blocks in the run game, or is it somebody who has sideline-to-sideline side speed, somebody who can cover more? Like, What do you think? Uh, I mean, it, it feels like what they're looking for is – more of uh of an all speed linebacker crew yeah. right like even with van der Esch, i mean he's a bigger middle linebacker type but i mean speed is his is his calling card and uh you know length i mean he's he's not despite his size he's not uh you know engaging with guards and you know shedding blocks and getting behind the line of scrimmage he's he's running sideline to sideline 
using his big arm, uh, his, his arm arm length to kind of wrap around and and and, and prevent mm-hmm. uh, running backs from getting away. And, and I think that ultimately, you know, that he is the kind of exception to to, to the, the the Dan Quinn linebackers. Like the, the, he Dan Quinn would rather his linebackers kind of look like you know what we've seen from clark what we've seen from really overshawn too i mean overshawn yeah. isn't so far off a dan quinn model of of linebacker so i think they have Leighton vander esch in there because he can do that all those things that a lot of those quicker you know speedier linebackers can do uh but he's also got some heft to him so that he gives a little bit more physical presence i think opposite of him they're just going to lean heavily into that you know 220 to 230 ish sized you know, six foot to six foot one type body style that is uh, is what he prefers the position. So I, I think you'll see Clark, you'll see Overshawn, uh, you know, we'll we'll see all these the kind of down roster linebackers in this role. Uh, I, I think it's it, it doesn't they all are all the same yep. for, for the most part. So it's really Leighton that kind of stands out uh, from the crowd a little bit. Yeah, just to go back and mention Dan Quinn's history in Seattle, they had. Bobby Wagner, who was six foot, maybe 240 pounds when they drafted him. Yeah. Maybe. And then Atlanta, it was what? Deion Jones, who was six foot, 228, I think, coming out of LSU. There was Duke Riley, who they drafted in the second or third round, that was at six foot, 222. They drafted Jabril Cox. Now they drafted Overshawn. It's pretty clear that they want that guy that can run sideline to sideline because of a couple of things. Like I, I think back to the 40, both 49er playoff games. They got crushed when it was some of the outside zone runs, and their linebackers just couldn't get to the sideline to make the plays, right? So to me, even though Damone Clark is really athletic, I think Overshone is a little bit more of that guy that can roam sideline to sideline. So I do wonder, like, are they potentially grooming Overshone to be the starting linebacker here by midway point of the season by next year? I could see it. Plus, I think draft capital tells us a lot, right? Like Damone Clark yeah. went in the fifth round. The Cowboys got him in the fifth round because of a neck injury. So there's a discount there. But the fact that the very next year that they turned around and drafted a top 100 linebacker tells you that they want more from that position, right? So I do wonder, have we been you know, mistakenly just penciling in Damone Clark for a starting job when in reality the Cowboys might view that as a camp battle? Well, and the other thing to to consider is that look, I mean, as much as we want to talk about it being a two linebacker starting crew, these guys rotate a ton, and yes. I mean because they play a lot of snaps, and, and on top of that, they're also going to be the 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 crux of your special teams units. You know, yes. they the, the, these six foot two, like I said, the six foot to two twenty five to two forty pound, two fifty pound guys. They are who are going to be making up the majority of all. All, all of your special teams units. So it makes sense to kind of load up on this, these guys, even if they aren't necessarily, uh, uh, you know, playing starting snaps immediately, because at the very least they'll be part of a rotation. Like Overshawn's going to get on the field and, and he's going to definitely play a bunch of special teams. So they're going to get value out of him right away as they're working him into becoming a starter, depending on how quickly that t- that takes. And yeah. even if he does become a starter, that and again, it doesn't mean that we're not going to see a lot of, of Clark, uh, a lot of Cox. You know, these guys will be rotating in because, all look, all these guys need uh, uh, breathers. 
It's a ton of snaps. There's a ton of physicality. It's linebacker position is the running back of the, of the defense in the sense that it's it's constantly taking uh, physical abuse. They wear down easily, so you need yep. guys to kind of rotate in and out to to kind of keep everybody fresh. I will also say it just might depend on the matchup, right? They play yeah. some very different types of teams this year with them playing the AFC East, right? You play the Bills. You might want somebody who is a little bit better in coverage, right? To mm-hmm. stop a Dalton Kincaid or whoever, right? You play New England a couple of weeks later. They're going to be more, you know, tight formations, want to run the ball. That's when you want to might, you might want your bigger linebackers on the field in Damone Clark and Leighton Van Der Esch. So, It'd be interesting to see how the Cowboys rotation is there. I I do think I don't think we see two linebackers get like ninety five percent of the snaps. I no. I, I don't no. see that happening this year. Maybe next year if one of these guys breaks out, but something would have to change pretty dramatically for that to be the case. Yeah, I just think that they have a lot of you know good to very good talent. You know, yeah. they they don't have if they had elite player at the very very top, maybe they play him full time. But I think if the, the way it's built right now, the way this roster is built right now, uh, I, I think you 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 rotate all these guys to keep them fresh because you've got a, a group of really good players. Yep. All right, let's talk about if the Cowboys should make a move to put them over the top and be all in this season. Next, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That is $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, you could bet on the Celtics tonight. I believe they're minus eight to continue uh, the Mm -hmm. series and have it go back to Miami for a game six. There is no better place to bet on all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That is FanDuel.com slash Locked On. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen of the day. Every day or tomorrow on the show, Landon and I are going to review some of the uh, OTA news and nuggets coming out of Cowboys camp, so make sure you tune in for that. This next question, Landon, comes from Zach. He wants to know, do the Cowboys need to make any more moves to put them over the top? I mean, you know, there's always a move that can be made, you know, and I think as far as, you know, putting them over the top, um, I think as it stands right now, it would have to be a pretty big move to kind of move the needle at this point, right? Like Like just bringing in a starting caliber left guard, move the needle. I mean, like that's a need, but I don't think that changes their trajectory or anything. Yeah. I mean, I think because, because the thing is, is that, look, we don't have a solution, you know, that I can give you at left guard, but there are options right on the team that are good. Then there are multiple good options, I think, you know, so it's not like, it's a glaring hole. It's just an, it's an uncertainty because we just don't know exactly how they're going to line these folks up. So, you know, I mean, I think that there are always, you know, the roster building is 365 days a year or whatever you want to say it, it, that, that, that is true. 
but if you're talking about something that you know quote unquote puts them over the top i would i would imagine that's something that would need to move the needle pretty hard to kind of uh increase the odds of where they are they're at a good spot i i think the problem is is that in order to move the needle like you know from where they are it would take something monumental because they're already in a kind of good spot so if you want to trade a first round pick for a the name okay so here's the name for me there's one player that's currently in the contract dispute that i think would move the needle but it would it would cost you a lot in terms of draft capital, and it would probably end up costing you a player like Trayvon Diggs down the road because of the contract. It's Quinton Williams for the Jets, yeah. right? He wants to be paid like the top defensive tackle in the league. I don't know if the Jets want to give him that much money. But again, yes, that moves the needle. I think that makes the Cowboys maybe the favorites in the NFC. You pair him with Mozzie Smith and Osa inside. Now we're talking, but... It's, I don't know if you want to do that. It, yeah, I mean, that, it risks your long term viability because, you know, obviously, like you mentioned, it, it, it puts Trayvon, Dis signing, Trayvon uh, Diggs signing it at risk. Um, and, you know, it's, it's one of those things where does it move the needle enough to make it worth losing a cornerstone player on this defense? You know, not that, not that Williams himself wouldn't become a cornerstone player. He on is. Defense, yes, he absolutely is. But, but I, I think it's, you know, it's something where the, like I said, once you get to a certain spot, like the risk versus reward changes. Like if you're in the middle tier, why not uh, trade for a Quinnen Williams or whatever? But if you're like at the top and you've got a bunch of young players who you'd like to keep so you can kind of continue to be in that area, there is, uh, you know, it changes the angles a little bit to to say, well, yes, this obviously improves our team, but does it improve our team to enough to make it yeah. worth the risk of losing a cornerstone player who's young who you think you could be have on your team for a long time i don't think the cowboys issues are lack of top end talent like blue yeah. chip guys like yeah. that's i mean that's kind of what i've been trying to get at i guess thank you that's that's the best way to quantify it. Like, right i think what they need is a lot of their like guys 17 through 35 to just play better be a little bit more consistent if that's the case they're going to be just fine but they've got arguably the best edge rusher in the nfl arguably the best cornerback in the NFL, you know, one of the top seven or eight receivers in the league, maybe the best guard in the NFL. Like they're fine talent wise. They just need a couple other guys. They to need Michael, and, Michael Gallup yeah. to be healthy. They exactly. need, you know, the, the, exactly. uh, a dogma to play well at left guard, even if he's the backup, they need, you know, you need to Clark. Who we just got yeah. done talking about yeah. to be a solid linebacker. Doesn't yes. have to be a pro bowl, but just be yeah. somebody that you can rely on game to game. If that happens, the Cowboys will be just fine. Uh, let's get to some more questions. Uh, this one from Mike. If you could have one guy, and actually this is kind of ties into what we were talking about. If you could have one guy have a I am him season in year two, would it be Sam Williams because of the position or Deron Bland because of you know the cornerback room? Or again, is it Damone Clark because he's could potentially be a starting linebacker for you? Hmm. I think if if Sam Williams became like a dominant pass rusher suddenly overnight or or became like a dominant defensive end, I mean, now nah, you're cooking, dude. <laughs> like, I mean, not that you would already have problems at this point, like trying to get everybody on the field. Uh, and I think that Bland uh, can be a – I think the answer could probably similarly be with Bland as well. Um, but I, I think that getting – 
And and I feel like Sam Williams could get there. Like he's shown like a, on a per rush basis that he has something there, right? Sure. Um, if if he if he's able to kind of come into his own and find a way to take you know a big leap forward, uh, it would make a pass rush that is already incredibly formidable, maybe the best in football, uh, and take it to a, a, another level. So. Um, I think the in the idea that making a strength stronger is 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 a, a, a incredible thing. Uh, I, I think I would probably say Sam Williams. I like that answer. I'll go Jake Ferguson. Right. Okay. What if Jake Ferguson turns into like the eighth best tight end in the NFL this year? And let's say he's Dallas Goddard or TJ Hawkinson, and now you've got Ceedee Lamb in the prime of his career. You added Brandon Cooks. You've got Michael Gallup. You know, a year and a half removed from the injury. And you didn't get worse at tight end. And in fact, yeah. maybe you upgraded a little bit. That's when this offense could really be hard to stop. If you have all of that, plus you've got Tony Pollard in the backfield. It's the one position on offense that I love the depth, but I'm still a little bit concerned about like, okay, it's what's it going to look like? Yeah. yeah exactly. What's it going to look like? Who can mm-hmm. I trust? Is this guy somebody that makes defenses have to account for him? We'll see. But if Ferguson turned into that guy, Softens would be pretty awesome. I mean, it, look, I mean, the name that kind of came up just because you didn't throw his name out there, but honestly, the name that kind of came up is uh, is Tyler Smith. I mean, if yeah. Tyler Smith comes in and takes the big step forward that we all hope he does, no matter if he's playing tackle or guard, he's going to have a huge influence on how you know effective this offense is. So, uh, yeah, any one of these guys, obviously, I mean, it's easy to give an answer. Uh, I, I think the, the good news for the Cowboys is that all the guys that we just listed, they got some pretty serious playing time last yeah. year. They got some experience. So I, I would say that all of them are eligible for that kind of jump. We'll see if it happens. All right. We've got one more question about Dak Prescott versus the defense that we will get to mm-hmm. next. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right, Landon, our final question here comes from Kyle, which is a really, really good one. He wants to know what would take the Cowboys further, a career year from Dak Prescott or the record, a, a record setting defense. I think in a vacuum, as you think about this quarterback, if you have elite quarterback play, it's going to be, your team's going to be fine. But one of the reasons why we don't care as much about defense as offense is because it's just not sustainable year to year. But if you told me going into the year, like this is one of the best Cowboy defenses ever, I might take that. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's, 
it's worth the conversation. I mean, it's it's at least close enough that it's it's worth you know the the back and forth. I tend to think that it's the quarterback though because of all the reasons you mentioned, right? Like if Dak has a career year, uh, you know, I think the defense will probably be very good no matter what. I, not maybe not elite elite, but I think you know will be very good. And I think that those two things combined could easily be what you need to kind of get yourself yeah. over the hu- the hump. Um, but I, but I, I, you know, I think it's certainly, like you said, I think it's certainly uh, a debate. I think it's, it's not as clear cut cut. You know, I think a lot of what we talk about with the quarterback position is because it's one person, it's one player. Mm-hmm. Right. And so there's a lot of the, the importance of just how important that one player is. But when you're yes. weighing the whole position versus the whole other side of the, of the, well, of the, the ball. I, I guess, I guess the reason I'm thinking maybe defense, right. is because, you look at some of the quarterbacks they have to face this year. Like the AFC yeah. East is loaded with quarterbacks. Josh Allen, Tua, uh, Aaron Rodgers now. Plus you've got to play the Eagles twice, and you've got Justin Herbert early in the season. Like if they put together a year where they only gave up like 19 points a game and they led the NFL in turnovers and they were number one in yards per game, even if Dak had yeah. a bad year, they're going to be fine, right? Like even if he had a worse year than he had last year, they're still going to win a bunch of football games. So I do think if if this defense was number one in the NFL in most categories, it probably means they're going to be the number one seed in the NFC. Yeah, I mean that's that's true. I mean ultimately, if you're if you're phrasing it like, uh, oh, I'm predicting the results because they're having an elite year, which I guess you are technically, and you're putting it in context of the season, then yeah, maybe maybe it is a better choice to have uh, an elite defense because you're predicting how the other team's offense will have done right. exactly. against, against your defense. If you, so. if you know ahead of time, I'm going to either get 48 touchdowns from Dak or my defense is only going to give out 18 and a half points per game. I'll take the defense, right? Yeah. Because I there's feel a like, lot I that can like, go wrong the other way, right? I feel like Dak can, can score more than 18 points a yes. game. Yeah, that's true. That's let, let, me, true. let me rephrase the question this way. What do you think is more likely? Dak having a career year or the defense just being off the charts amazing? I think it's it's tough to say, you know, I mean, because you know, I had this conversation with someone the other day, you know, defense is so hard to replicate year to year. I mean, it's yes. so much based on who you're facing. And, and look, the Cowboys are going to be facing kind of a murderer's row of quarterbacks this mm-hmm. year. Um, I tend to think it might be more likely that the Cowboys have uh, that the Dak has a career year. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that the, the Cowboys defense will be bad or, or even worse than that where they were last year, but in order for them to be like elite, elite top of the top of the, of the, you know, of the league, I mean, they're going to have to put, produce numbers uh, on par with what they did last year and better against Playing better offenses of much better offenses, right? Yeah. Like much better. So I, I think that's why it would be difficult to predict that is because, you know, and much like, and because I made this same argument going the other way last year, right? Is that this is a better defense? I was saying this last year. This was a better defense than it was previously, and they're playing worse competition. That's yeah. why I felt like the defense could sustain. I still think the defense is going to be very good, uh, but it's a much taller ask to ask them to be better against this set of teams that they're playing this year versus the teams that they played last year. I agree. And for Dak, it might not be total yards and touchdowns, right? But it might just be efficiency, right? If he could be get back to that, he I, I don't care about the turnovers as much as other people do, but if he can be super efficient, he's averaging eight and a half yards an attempt. 
and his passer rating is over 110. And he's, you know, he's going 17 of 22 every single game. That's where Dak could have a career year in my eyes, right? Not necessarily just based on pure counting stats. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think efficiency is important, you know, that's the most important thing. Yeah. So I, I think that's really where Dak thrives when, when he's playing good football. So um, yeah, I think a, a return to more efficient football, I think would be, would produce a career year for Dak. All right. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Locked on Cowboys your first listen of the day. Again, every day or tomorrow on the show, we're going to break down all of the news and nuggets coming out of Cowboys OTA. So make sure you guys tune in for that. You can follow the show on YouTube. We are free and available on all platforms. Go follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we'll see you guys right back here tomorrow. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 